A world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. If we did leave. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the one, the only Animal Farm radio show. The date today is July the 29th, 2008. My name is Ben Miller, and I'm chilling with my fellow thought criminals, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And Pyeth on the soundboard. Hello. We've got a great show for everybody tonight, as usual. Uh, I'm not on pain medication, so <laughs> it'll be a little yeah, bit, I'll be a little more uh, co- cohesive than last time. But <laughs> we've got an extraordinary amount of news to talk about, as well as a brand new law or lie your phone calls and that classic animal farm analysis straight ahead you are on the farm the animal farm radio show the law is that guy that can't wear that badge and a gun that's the one that puts you in jail that's the law so do you men lack confidence need some help in that intimate area well now we have the answer for you the animal farm radio show For those of you keeping track, yes, the intro was, again, wrong tonight. I can't take credit, but I actually guessed that it was going to be the uh, the other second-hour intro. Now, we, we're actually, it's so bad now, Ben, that we're actually down to guessing which intro they're going to play for our show. Well, we took it, we took it into our we own did. hands. <laughs> we took we, it into our own hands. And we, we, played, we played our own intro from our own board. So Keeping it, it real. That's right. And, <laughs> and we're just trying to correct the mistake. But moving on, folks, so glad you can join us. 512-646-1984, of course, is the number. I'm sounding a little bit under the weather, so uh, just bear with me. A little stuffed up tonight. But we will start off, of course, with the unbelievable, crazy, and the crazy, stupid, (laughs) crazy, nutty, I don't know what other word I can possibly uh, put on this one here, where a French couple arrested for allegedly shooting porn um, at a Canadian war memorial, Ben. I cannot, (laughs) I've never heard of anything like this, and we've been covering crazy articles forever. That's horrible. Yeah, uh, a French couple has been fined and given a four-month suspended prison sentence for making a pornographic video at the Vimy or Vini Ridge World War I Memorial in Canada, the UK's Daily Telegraph reported. <laughs> the news came just six months after another couple was charged with taking nude photographs of themselves at the same memorial. <laughs> so it's like, a, it's like a reoccurring theme. Yeah, I, I don't seriously. know what these people are getting off on exactly with this you know war memorial uh but the memorial structures built during the post-war era were erected what an interesting word to use erected (laughs) to honor canadian soldiers who died in the battle of vimy ridge in 1917 during the first world war some 60,000 men perished Uh, over the past few years however the site has become increasingly popular 
among exhibitionists and voyeurs. The Telegraph quoted Canadian prosecutor Elise Bozolos are, are saying, she says, it's a problem which appears to be getting worse. People appear to get a perverse pleasure out of this behavior. <laughs> Police spokesman. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's called Incredible. insertion. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, that's nutty. And, of course, Dan, thanks for Dan uh, sending us this one here, where a man now is charged with shooting his own lawnmower. Dan, <laughs> well, thanks for the article. What's happening in the world? Yeah, this is this guy. you got to see the picture of this guy. I can't describe it, but he's all messed up. A man from Milwaukee is facing criminal charges after he solved the problem with his lawnmower by shooting it. Uh, according to a criminal complaint on Wednesday, Keith Wallandowski got drunk early in the morning. He decided to mow his lawn on the 3500 block of South Austin Street in Milwaukee. He couldn't get the lawnmower to start. His solution, <laughs> however, prosecutors say Wallandowski went to his basement and grabbed a sawed-off shotgun, and he fired twice at the lawnmower. That seems like an interesting... <laughs> Did uh, it start? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so, Ben. Uh, I'll tell you the truth. I got PO'd. Because my lawnmower wouldn't start, so I got my shotgun and shot it. Wallandowski said to an officer, he also said, I can do that. It's my lawnmower and my yard, so I can shoot it if I want. Well, that's true. Okay. Uh, kind of, I, I, I don't know. I would probably have to agree. I'm not sure, though. You know, you never know what the laws are with, uh, with Milwaukee. And, and yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. kind of thing. I'm not sure. If convicted, Wallandowski faces up to six years. Six years and <laughs> 90 days behind wow. bars and fines of 11,000. Six Son of a years, bitch. I love how he was talking to the cops, and he's like, I'll tell you the truth. Like, what the hell else are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him a lie? <laughs> but, I mean, how could, you know, six years? My God. Uh, and then now there's you know, even one more here where a man was arrested after trying to fill up a car with jet fuel. Unbelievable. <laughs> San Jose, California. And, and believe me, Ben, there's plenty of stories about the gas prices and what people are doing now. We always try to cover the extreme measures people go to and the yes. length that people go to to try to get around or cope with yes. the enormous gas prices. We do have some of those stories coming up later in the show. So stay tuned, but we'll talk about this guy. I don't know what this guy was thinking, like always with these introduction articles, but a drunken man broke into a small airport and tried to fill up his car's gas tank with jet fuel, police said. <laughs> I guess he wanted an extra boost. Police arrested He's Justin... trying to reach ludicrous speed. Yeah, I mean... I don't... <laughs> Police arrested Justin Roadbush, age 20, on Sunday night for driving while intoxicated and attempted theft. He probably wasn't trying to save money, the aviation fuel, and the pumps used for aircraft race cars, which are now going for $5.97 a gallon, accessed by a credit card authority, said, We've had people try and steal gas here in the past, said Jim Mead who works in operations at the county-run Reed Hillview Airport in East San Jose. Incredible. So I guess, you know, he, he must have been a racer, and he just wanted to get some quick jet fuel for his car. <laughs> but uh, the more, you know, the more we talk about stories across the country, and, of course, we covered that we are the most prisoned nation, over 1 in 100 people now per capita. We are yes. the highest prisoned uh, nation. People are, are you no know, way. More, yeah, it's, it's sad. It landed in the free home of the brave. But the more you look at some of these stories, Ben, and you listen to them and you hear the sentences, all right, so the guy got the shotgun out, he was drunk, you know, he's at fault, this whole... He's facing a possible six-month jail term? Six months uh, or six Sorry, years. six years. Six yeah. years in jail. Craziness. I don't understand. That's unbelievable. Craziness. That's unbelievable. What so, is going to happen? What about you, Ben? What do you got to counter my extreme uh, and nutty articles? Well, it's not as silly as yours, but <laughs> Wikipedia publishes suicide instructions. Oh, from beheading to electrocution, site becomes manual to Kelsa. Wow, you could behead yourself? 
That's pretty hardcore. That's tough to do. Uh, yeah, Wikipedia, the online free encyclopedia written and edited by its users, now includes dozens of detailed suicide methods with a description of ways in which people can mutilate or kill themselves. The following are among such techniques described in vivid detail. Beheading, cutting oneself, drowning, suffocation, electrocution, use of explosives, hanging, <laughs> vehicular impact, jumping from bridges and towers, drug abuse, inhaling and ingesting poisons, suicide by fire, stabbing, shooting, starvation, and suicide attacks. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, when WorldNet Daily con uh, contacted a representative of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, she said a site detailing the different methods someone could use to kill themselves could definitely be harmful to the public. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Yeah. However, Jay Walsh, heading, head of communications for Wikimedia Foundation, said the organization does not take responsibility for editing the content of its pages. So, interesting little doodad there. Well, Police good. report said they stabbed this guy 51 times, bludgeoned <laughs> him in the head with a heavy object 13 <laughs> times, and they shot him twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pyatt, for that. Uh, ben, you and I were talking before sure. the show uh, just about some of the headlines we're seeing just on Fox News alone today. I mean, oh, granted, yes. you know, granted, Fox News has a lot of nutty headlines always, but some of the stories of what people are doing to one another, and specifically with some of these parents out there, parents to children. And there was like five of them on the homepage of Fox today. I took a screen grab. I don't have it with me right now, but uh, there was like five or so, <laughs> just really nutty ones about uh, uh, parents doing harmful, disgusting things to their children. Yeah. Um, and it is a very tabloid esque type of website, so. Uh, you know, I guess I guess that's to be expected. Is, I guess yeah, this, that is kind of the norm. Um, but uh, how uh, no. can he prostitute his children like that? <laughs> uh, Pyeth, obviously, with the with the great sounds tonight, he's got some new ones, so we got to be on our toes tonight. But yeah. then we didn't get to some of the stuff last week when we broadcast on Thursday. I do want to get to the George Bush sewage plant update in San Francisco, maybe later on in the show. Okay, and like you said, we do have Laura live tonight. So just to give everybody to cover, uh, to, just to give everybody the number, our contact information for any new listeners that are listening, the call in number 512-646-1984 that's 512-646-1984 if you would like to drop us an instant message it is aol screen name animal farm show all one word and the website is animalfarmshow.com so uh, absolutely go there check it out sign up for, for the forums become one with the farm yeah so what do you want to start with tonight ben there's so many uh, different uh, articles a lot of diversity in, in the stories we have tonight well a lot of police state news some health news as well I mean, I still got a couple. Uh, I got some tech. I got some tech news, which is a little bit lighthearted. So, uh, ex-Google uh, workers are launching their own internet search rival. It's called uh, I don't know how to describe it. Seal, uh, C U I L is Ooh. the uh, is the name. Uh, maybe it's cool. Damn you, I internet! <laughs> I don't know, but um, it's supposed to be uh, more robust, and uh, the information architecture is supposed to be a little uh, a little more logical so they're saying oh boy um so that's that's an interesting thing virgin uh from virgin airlines virgin galactic unveils white knight 2 um and this is a very very uh, i saw this on yes. tv launch vehicle for commercial space tourism is real and awesome uh it says we doubt there's anyone reading this site who hasn't dreamed of going to space of seeing the entire world floating in a black vacuum below, of joining the ranks of incredibly few human, humans who've actually left the planet, and maybe of eating a few weightless M&Ms while taking it all in. Today, only the truly fabulous wealthy can uh, fulfill such dreams as it takes a cool Lucky. $30 million or so to buy your way aboard a uh, Russian Voyager to the ISS. Uh, within just years, however, Virgin Galactic will change everything by driving the financial bearer to entering that last frontier down to just $190,000. And once efficiencies of scale kick in even less than that, 
So very, very interesting. If you're rich and you ever want to go to the moon, $190,000 will get you there. Yeah, well, hopefully wow. it'll come down. I'd like to do that, you know, certainly one yeah. day if things, if things permit it. But um, unfortunately, Ben, we do have some more tasing and police brutality mm. news coming out where I don't know if you have the clip queued up, but, you know, we got a report on these things where now a child that was injured and had fallen, I guess, uh, from a bridge or some high place. Fallen from a bridge, yes. Yeah, fell from a bridge. Oh, crap! was tased several times by police for not cooperating. These stories, when they come up, and they're really hard for me to believe, just mm-hmm. because it's hard to believe cops are this, you know... Sick and demented. Sick and demented. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> for lack of a better term. Uh, and, of course, we're not, you know, generalizing. Not all cops are like this, but you do see a lot of these stories coming out with, with these, these some of these cops. And then, of course, you shift your focus over to New York City with the cyclist who was just literally pushed... You know, onto the curb by a you know an enraged cop. Yeah, I don't understand what goes through some of the heads of these police officers, but we do have this news, and I think there was a report uh, about that incident specifically. Probably both of them. There was, and I, I I would say that we should play it when we get back from our break because it is it's, it's yeah it's a little it, bit long. It's about three minutes or so, and we're and we're pushing that amount on the break. But I do have the biker pushed by a cop clip, and that's a lot quicker. So we should yeah, play that hey, first. Yeah, play that one. Um, and some I, comments. We'll kind of go into the demented uh, side of what cops do and their excuses for everything so here it is bike rallies that happen every month around the world are supposed to bring attention to urban reliance on motor vehicles but the one in manhattan is getting attention thanks to a video clip a new york city police officer has been reassigned now to desk duty after a video posted on youtube shows him attacking a bicyclist during a rally on friday <laughs> see officer patrick pogan moving toward the cyclist christopher long and then slamming him to the ground witnesses say the attack was unprovoked officer pogan says long <laughs> is to blame now i mean most of you've seen this clip but it's literally a you know a cyclist <laughs> that is trying to basically veer around the cop to get out of his way it's very it's very funny the uh, excuse that the that the officer gives here it's just a hundred percent lie and it sounds all it's official complete bogus it's, uh, it's unbelievable yeah it's, it's, it's literally i mean you, you couldn't get any more you can tell he's sitting around the table with his cop friends and are like what do you guys think <laughs> you think this is cool you think this will get me off yeah i mean you know but here just listen to it it's it's, yeah, it's horrendous the complaint says that Long's cycling, quote, caused disruption of the normal flow of vehicular traffic. And that when Pogan asked the cyclist to stop, the officer says Long, quote, drove his bicycle directly into the officer's body, causing him to fall to the ground and suffer lacerations on his forearms. Pogan and another officer wrestled with the cyclist and eventually handcuffed him. Oh, man. So you so if you watch the video and you really should watch the video, you're going to watch he sees a cyclist going by, and he literally goes up to him, he smacks him off his bike. He pushes like, him. He pushes him. He body slams him off his bike full speed, and this dude goes off like a like a crash test dummy, and his his ribs, you could tell, just probably smacked right into the curb or his tailbone, like you were saying. It looked like he fell on his, his behind, unfortunately. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, guess this... he was okay, and he went and attacked the cop naturally because you, when somebody pushes off your bike, well, you don't kick It's a natural ass. reaction yeah. that exactly. you're going to get up and fight. I mean, that's the, kind of a human instinct, but yeah. I can't believe that he cop gets came. arrested. And then yeah, the cop he got handcuffed. Statement. The guy got the cyclist got handcuffed for being pushed off of his own bike. <laughs> it's just and, and, and not only is it crazy that the cop came up with this excuse that he was the one who was assaulted, you know, the bike, <laughs> yeah. cyclist went right into the cop. 
But on top of it, what really kills me and, and pisses me off, frankly, Ben, is every time a cop gets out of line, does something wrong, breaks the law that they're supposed to be upholding, mm-hmm. um, every single time this happens to a police officer, it's always, oh, it's desk duty for the next 15 yeah. months, like Officer Riviere in Baltimore, and then you never hear about it. And sure enough, the guy's probably back on the beat or back on well, that's you know, on patrol next month. It's just everything goes back down in the memory hole. That's the point. Kills me. That's what they want to do. And, uh, you know, when we get back, we are going to play the, uh, the clip of the child with his broken back getting paid 19 times yeah, and you will see just... you will see the excuse by the police commissioner in that case as well and that sounds like bs to me if you ask him animalfarmshow.com is the website we'll be right back momentarily stay tuned Thanks for joining us. I'm Steve Grant. And I'm Lisa Rose. And Ozark family wants answers about what happened to their son that left him hospitalized. Early Saturday morning, police found 16-year-old Mace Hutchinson underneath the 65 and Highway F overpass in Ozark. KY3 Sarah Sheffield joined us live to explain why the teenager's parents believe what police did put him in intensive care. This is a story that you'll only see here on KY3. Sarah? Lisa, according to the teen's family, they believe that Mace Hutchinson somehow went from walking along this bridge to 30 feet below, lying on the pavement, severely injured. Like I said, we called the police. My wife was afraid he was going to get ran over or hit. Doug Messersmith and his wife were the last known people to see 16-year-old Mace Hutchinson walking shortly before their phone call to 911. He looked a little agitated, but other than that, he didn't look to be falling down drunk or anything like that. By the time officers arrived, the teen was off the overpass, lying on the shoulder below along Highway 65, with no good explanation as to how he got there. According to the doctors, all injuries are consistent with a fall. And Mace's dad, Don Hutchinson, believes it was just that, a fall, not a jump. The question is why. Uh, they tested his system. He was clean of drugs and alcohol, so, I mean, we don't know why, unless just being in shock and the whole... Thing in itself caused him to forget everything. Mace's aunt tells us he's undergoing major surgery for a broken back and a broke off heel. But while he was lying on the ground, she wonders why Ozark police tased him up to 19 times. And I'm not an officer, but I don't see the reason for tasing the somebody that's laying there with a broken back. I don't consider that a threat. His dad says the tasing delayed what would have been immediate surgery by two days. But the tasering has increased his white blood cell count and caused him to have a temperature so they could not go into operation. He refused to comply uh, with the officers, and so the officers uh, had to deploy their tasers in order to uh, subdue him. He's making incoherent statements. He's also making uh, statements such as uh, shoot cops, kill cops, uh, things like that. Uh, So uh, there was cause for concern to the officers. Police say although there are several unanswered questions, the use of a stun gun is not one of them. So it was a very big concern for the officers to keep this guy out of traffic, to keep him from getting hurt. Mace is still in. And- okay, so so basically, <laughs> where do we okay, start? Do where do we start with this one, Ben? This poor kid. Okay, he's walking uh, across the bridge, and I, I don't know. He somehow happens, accidentally, yeah. accidentally uh, falls off of the bridge for some reason. Lands on the underpass. Yeah, this breaks his back. We have no idea what really happened. But either yes. way, he's on the ground now. My question is this: If he's got a broken off heel, and he broke and his back, back, yeah, he's obviously on the ground, and it's probably apparent mm-hmm. that he is 
really severely injured. Yes. How could a cop ever think that he's a threat to have to deploy a taser? Well, this is what I can't. This is what, it happens every time. It's always, it's always the people who are the least, um, you know, threatening to these police yeah. officers that that get tased. Um, I bet you he got pushed off the bridge by a couple of corrupt ass cops. Well, then he started I mean, you know, swearing and screaming at the cops when his back was broken and his heel was broken <laughs> off. Know, and it, then they started tasing the hell out of him. Either way, junk. you know, speculation is not going to do us any good at this point. But the bottom line is that how could you tase a person who is injured on the ground? It just makes absolutely no sense yeah. whatsoever. Uh, certainly, we're not being told what really happened here. That goes without saying. But, you know, whenever these these incidents come up and they're YouTubed and they're covered by little news outlets and they obviously reach the web and they become that much bigger, you just got to shake your head and you just you just got to try to find a way to fit to yeah. rationalize the behavior of some of the police officers out there in this country. And a lot of times you, you can't because there is no rational explanation other than they're roid headed, you know, meatheads uh, mm-hmm. who just have to let off steam because their lives suck so much. And there are other insignificant, uh, you know, problems that they have. So mm-hmm. I don't know, Ben, what's your take on this thing? No, I mean, it's just, you know, it, 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 a very, very, very popular saying is is the, the uh, I guess, the status of a nation is the way that it, it is the behavior of its police officers and yeah. its general police force. Sure. Um, and, you know, we've, we've stated that many times before, uh, the fact that, you know, when you're just a typical normal person not doing anything, and you see a police officer behind you flashing his lights. Does that make you feel better? Does that make you feel worse? Does he? Do, do you feel that he's trying to protect the general will of the people, the yeah. general good of the people, or do you find yourself scared crapless like yeah. most yeah. people? Um, and and yeah. most people, you know, find, get get scared crapless. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, and to be fair, <clears throat> unfortunately, I think police officers around the country get a bad rap because of the few, you know, expletive yes. expletives. Um, Bad cops. You know, the, it's unfortunate. There's so many great cops out there, and they're doing such a great job, I feel. And I know personally, some I know are, some. some aren't. There you go. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, you see the Hope Steffi incidents, and you see the the Officer Riviera in Baltimore incident. You see, yeah. you know, cops doing awful things like in this case. But it's just the, a general policy of the training of the police doers. officers as well that really, you the know. Training scares, itself obviously going down see, the tube. Yeah. yeah, you start seeing darker police uniforms, and then they eventually turn into black uniforms, and then they eventually turn into SWAT team uniforms with knee pads, and then they start looking like domestic soldiers. They don't have badge um, numbers. They don't have, you yeah, know, they're secret name police. Plates. They're taking pictures of you. Show. They're, you know. Things, things of that nature, and you, you start seeing that as a general, as a whole, sure. as a as a citizen, I suppose you should say, and and you, you get scared. You say, okay, listen, you know, we, you know, the, the size of our police forces have doubled and tripled in most uh, areas, and now now you know they're getting more militaristic, and now they're um, tasering people left and right, um, and they're and they're getting away with it. Um, so really, it's just it's just one of those things that you could look at and be like. As as a whole, as a from a freedom perspective, this is scaring the crap out of us because the police are turning into a militarized domestic yeah. army. No, you, you hit it on the head, Ben. I mean, that's that's the idea. And to paraphrase the great quote from Battlestar Galactica, uh, when the police become the military, uh, the enemy of the state become the people, and exactly. unfortunately, that's what makes up a police state. And and it goes hand in hand Big with cracking deal. That's right. Uh, the raw <laughs> story. Nick Giuliano wrote a great. 
a story called ACLU warns against no rule surveillance apparatus. And I'll read a bit of this. Yeah. But troubling indications now are emerging that the government is building a massive virtually oversight free domestic surveillance apparatus that could be cataloging private information on untold numbers of innocent Americans all under the guise of fighting terrorism, a new report yes. warns. And the reason why this, this uh, story goes hand in hand with what you were just saying, too, mm-hmm. is that you literally have cops now with cameras taking, you know, video of God knows what, of civilians doing their thing. But, yeah. you know, I don't know how much you care about the ACLU out there, folks listening, but the ACLU is calling for increased oversight of the Bush administration's national strategy for information sharing, which calls for fusion centers to allow local state and federal intelligence and law enforcement agencies to share information on americans the group warns that the bush strategy essentially deputizes every police officer into the intelligence community and points to protocols that encourage officers to report innocent everyday activities as evidence of the strategy's potential for abuse so you know now we're really now we're really kind of rolling the ball further and we're saying okay now the cops are unfortunately being given this instruction to do this you know they have to do their job and this is unfortunately they're being told to be spies now you know they're in the intelligence community now and that's something we have to realize it's not just a couple you know necessarily a couple bad apple cops so you do have a lot of that going on where there's a ton of bad apples but uh, we have to understand that you know nationally federally they're pushing forth a policy towards police officers in general to get them to to become you know the Stasi, the spies, the militarization of the police force. Exactly. Right? Period. Yes, and 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 the, the ACL's use report they say uh, warns that the fusion centers whose origins predate nine eleven. I'll say that again, whose origins predate nine eleven. Of course, seem to be laying the groundwork for pre- precisely the type of social society George Orwell warned about. Um, they they basically say their job is watching and recording the everyday activities of an ever-growing list of individuals, channeling the flow of the resulting reports into a centralized security agency, and then sifting through or data mining these reports and databasing with computers to identify individuals for closer scrutiny. Yeah. So that's what we have here. You know, you're going to eventually have these people watching you, but you're going to be put in a database, and your behavior is going to be put in a database to the point where that the computer itself will detect the inconsistencies going on and point you out. Yeah. A and, lot and of anti-Americanism. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I want to go even a step further. Now I want to talk about the TSA and how now they're going to start hiring men and women to start looking at behavioral stuff mm. and everything that and, and it goes it goes all bunch of scum dirtbag thank you alex and it goes all down to this idea that yes we're fighting terrorism we have to prevent terrorism and every time one of these reports comes up there's always like one guy is like ah, i don't agree with that and then there's five others that say oh i really think it's important for <laughs> <Yeah>. international <laughs> so we'll get that when we get back folks your phone calls and we'll talk about this new tsa plan to screen behavioral issues stay tuned animalfarmshow.com following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Continuing on the police state news here, folks, we're talking about the, uh, you know, this ongoing story where the emerging government building the massive database, of course, to target terrorism, but in, in, in reality, it's all there to target you, the American, the protester, as things become worse and worse and worse. Now, we are being... Yeah, and this is another kind of continuation story, but the TSA now is starting to 
not only, you know, take the shoes off and look at your grandmother's breast milk, God help us, all this ridiculous stuff coming out of the airports now just to give you the illusion that you're safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now we're talking about TSA uh, screeners and people being hired to now start looking more at your behavior. And now we talked about computers doing this in the future. Yeah. It's already a reality in some major airports. I think O'Hare in Chicago already has these, you know, have the machines. I'm not sure no if they're doubt, implementing them. Right. Yep. And so now we're talking about, you know, maybe your behavior can give it away that you are a terrorist. So now play the clip. The security so, measure yeah. rolling into airports across the country. I disagree with the idea. One that's supposed to detect what you can't with a quick scan or unlock with the flip of a zipper. If Austin wants to become an international airport, I think it needs that kind of a uh, security measure. They're mm-hmm. called behavior detection officers, TSA employees who are trained to clue into a traveler's psyche. We're not just looking for things anymore, but we're looking for actual people. They're looking for people who display stress, fear, or deception. Some people are ne- get nervous about smaller things than others. So. Pause it for a second. I, I, I pause really, it. Yes, I okay. Nervousness okay. Now, here's the obvious problem right out front. Some people are things yeah. suck. Some people are afraid of flying, Ben. I mean, a lot yeah. of people are. They have, you know, especially after 9/11 with the horrific events that took well, place that in day. America, you're not allowed to be afraid of flying. You know, what, what could you possibly get from scanning someone's brain waves or from their that you're going to miss? Like, what are they going to have a, a bomb somewhere else or something like that? And the other thing that's crazy, you know, all of a sudden now you have a woman or a guy or whatever, and and they're about to get in a plane and they're nervous, they're sweating, yeah. they're you know, they, they obviously have a fear of flying. Some People have to do it, though. Well, they, Maybe they have to go to a funeral, this whole thing. They may be nervous because they're about to get their body fully x-rayed, scanned in, in a three-dimensional way. Not to, mention, shows, yeah, not to mention the freaking security yes, they have to go through. To show, to show their completely naked body to all the security people that are watching um, to see if they have a, a bomb inside of their ass or their <laughs> vagina or, or whatever, you know? So oh they're probably God. a little bit nervous about that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's getting to such ridiculous lengths now, and it's, it's, yes. it's worse now than even it was after 9-11. We're, so we're fearful bastards, and we, and we need to just stop being afraid. Yeah, finish that clip up, and then we'll go to the phones. This is a good idea. There are certain thresholds that this individual needs to, to meet in our behavioral detection program. We don't just see someone who's nervous and pull them over to talk with them. TSA says there's no profiling involved in the screening, and officers go through a week-long <laughs> class that includes oh, yeah. social sensitivity training. No one wants a rights infringed upon, but if you're not doing anything wrong, what are you worried about? Yeah, that's 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 the, idiot. That's, that's the mentality that that's the idiot. that's the single mentality that has destroyed nations upon nations. Yes. And today, still ignorant, idiot Americans still feel that way. The well, if I'm innocent, I got nothing to worry about, so I don't mind giving up a little of my freedom. The thing is, is that they're they're setting up we the are infrastructure. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but they're they're setting up the infrastructure that literally, even even if you're not doing anything wrong, they're going to get you anyways. Guilty it's, until proven innocent. Exactly. Now. It's That's the infrustructure. It it's and of not course, necessarily the uh, the behavioral the, or the act of doing. And the thing that, of course, always kills me, Ben, is they always interview a bunch of people, and it's always you know it's always either fifty fifty or lopsided. It's, it's always these sheeple. Oh, I, I think it's a great idea. You know, these people who really buy into this. But you're concept. right. You called it. It was one person saying. I I disagree, yeah. and then there was three sheeple out there being like, oh, this is hey, great. If Boston's going to be an international airport, I think they need these measures. <laughs> All right, You phone. are one pathetic loser. <laughs> yeah, you certainly are. To your phones, Fred in Alabama on the farm. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Fred, I'm doing yeah. well. How about yourself? Yeah, Fred, hey, hang on, Fred. Can you speak up a little bit? We're losing you here. you got to talk up a little louder. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, is that better? Uh, is that better? That's a little better, yeah. Okay, look, okay. Uh, I think the reason they tased this guy is, is because of what he was saying, not because he was a threat. And they decided to punish him for what right. he was saying to them. Yeah, well, Fred, I mean, do you, do, you, do you think that's justification for what they did? Absolutely not. They're supposed to right. serve and protect. Right. And, well. and, and sticks and stones break your bones, but names yeah. aren't going to hurt you. They're, not, they're supposed to ignore that kind of thing. And the only justification they can possibly have for tasing somebody is if they are absolutely a threat to them. Yeah. And well. they were absolutely in the wrong for doing that, and they're, and they're becoming, you know, they, they think they're the judge and the jury and the executioner, and they're going to deal out punishment on this guy because for what he's saying to them. Yeah, and this is, a, don't forget, this is a teenager, right, Ben? This is a, he's a teenager. He's a young kid, 15 years old, I think, 15 or 16 years old, I think. But you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. That's what it's all about. And, and the policies that they have out there where they're centralizing the police force and militarizing the police force and hiring uh, people with low IQs and getting rid of people with high IQs that are able <laughs> yeah. to think for themselves and understand the rule of law and the way that it's supposed to work is that, they'll, is that they hire these dumb people out there that will go out there and they'll 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 do their best to try to uh, teach people lessons. I mean, we see this a lot in social work, where you know they're where uh, the CPS comes in and they evaluate your family because they want to teach the parents a lesson. They had bad parents themselves, yeah. and now they want to teach the the parents the lessons. And they 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 like you said, the judge, jury, executioner um, of, of of things like that. But I I, I may I may tend to think uh, you know i gave my little theory on air about what happened i think they pushed him off the bridge that's that's my thought about it <laughs> you just it, have wishful thinking but it's no, not wishful no it's just it's it's sad but true usually things like this pan out like that unfortunately well fred so that was the real reason yeah no fred yeah, i'll i'll, I, I'll I give you the say that i would say that we can we might as well get prepared because i think it's going to get a lot worse and i thank you for letting me on your show oh fred it's our it's our pleasure and i i couldn't agree more and just to add to what you said uh, I th yeah, I think it's probably likely Thank that you. uh, likely that your explanation is more is more <laughs> accurate. I, I think even in some of the reports they were saying that yes, he was probably cursing out the cops. But yeah, I, yeah. I mean, as Fred pointed out, though, I mean, these cop cops are supposed to be better than this. Just just you know, from the principal standpoint, that they're yeah. just there to serve and protect you. Uh, you know, no matter what a child, a kid, a man is doing, if he's on the ground uh, severely injured, he could be saying anything. Even if it's the worst, you know, foul mouth, uh, you know, stuff that you could imagine, as a police officer, you have to be better than this. You have to become a better person and Absolutely. say, "I have a duty to do." And even though this man is <laughs> cursing me out, you know, let, let me try to help him out. So yes. it's it's unbelievable. And and Fred, I also agree with the idea that yes, it's going to get a lot a lot worse before it gets better. And like Ben and I were just talking about, the more you're looking up what goes into the training of these police officers, mm -hmm. the lack thereof, and even more importantly, the type of training. You know, we've talked to cops on air. We've talked to people who have been through it. And we're talking about literally the militarization of yep. police. We're talking about like hazing like activities here. Yep. These desensitizing. They always talk about sensitivity training. But BS. Yeah. You know, and then when something does happen, it's, it's always a desk. You know, oh, they're they're. They're being punished. They're going to be doing desk work for three months. That's not punishment. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a luxury. That's a vacation. They're not even in the line of fire anymore. So, it's just ass backwards. And well, yeah. I mean, we've played clips of them. Uh, we've played clips of FEMA officials that are supposed to be training police officers in national emergency situations, talking about the father, founding fathers being actual terrorists. 
um, when they, you know, they were completely lawful in everything that they did uh, in, in their revolution. But things like that are, are what really start scaring the crap out of, of, of libertarians like us, or not, you know, not libertarians with a capital L, but libertarians with a lowercase L that really care about, you know, the liberty of and freedom of American people. Yeah, and of course, and, and I want to touch upon this. And kind of go back to last week where we covered uh, the Pre-K Act, H.R. 3289, sure. and the Education Begin Begins at Home Act. I mean, most of what we talk about, almost every show on this network, almost every show in general trying to, you know, they're out there. The mission is to try to put these little pieces of the puzzle together, the militarization of the police, the, yeah. the president's dictatorial powers, torture, mm -hmm. all, all of the lawlessness, lawlessness that's going on. And we're trying to make a bigger picture of what's going on. And then we talked last week, like I said, about the. Uh, H.R. 3289, where now the U.S. government says that we know parenting better than you do. Uh, U.S. House of Representatives is scheduled to debate on two bills that could give federal government unprecedented control over the way parents raise their children, even providing funds for state workers to come into the home and screen babies for emotional and developmental problems. I mean, That's a wonderful idea. Once again, folks, uh, H.R. 3289 and the Education Begins, begins at Home Act is what I'm talking about. You can check it out. I got it out of WorldNet Daily. It's all over the web. But you keep talking about these little links. So we talked about police state. Then we talked about government. And we, we linked it to this government, HR 3289. Mm -hmm. And then I want to link it even further and talk about health news and say, well, now they're going to come in and, and try to screen your babies for health problems. And then we talked about how autism's on the rise and ADHD now. They're finding yeah. a, a rise in older teens. So it's just a never-ending cycle, never-ending 360 cycle of just more and more lack of freedoms and more just dumbed-down Americans. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know when it ends or if it's going to end, but we better wake up soon. But folks... Very bad uh, for America. Yeah. <laughs> much more to come. I also want to talk about this thing in the UK now where they're, they're making kids into climate cops to tat tattletale on their parents. So we'll get to that. And then, of course, two segments away from Laura Lies. Stay tuned, folks. Animalfarmshow.com. We shall return. I will make them pay for what they've done. If the police state news that we were talking about wasn't bad enough, I have another one. Police chief, uh, <laughs> yes, police chief spying on protesters, and he thinks it's good. Of course he does. Don't, yes, don't, here's, don't, the, don't, here's the clip. Don't, 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 don't. The head of the Maryland State Police is speaking for the first time since controversial surveillance of anti-war and anti-death penalty groups became public knowledge. Weijia Jiang has more on what the governor is uh, saying. They say death. 2005, two high-profile death sentences are issued, one in February, another in November. The death penalty's got to go! Angry protesters rise to action, resulting in a questionable action from the Maryland State Police. We hadn't had executions for a while, then we had one in 2004, and then two scheduled close together. And the concern was because the state police do provide the security that go in to ensure the safety of those people. The solution? Keep a very watchful eye. In a 43-page document, the American Civil Liberties Union shows two troopers went on to monitor Baltimore activists during 2005 and 2006. A list of Marylanders appear on a terrorist database. The saddest thing maybe about it is that our meetings are open. Anyone can come to our meetings. We have yet to find a real good answer to the question of you know, what evidence, what reasonable basis did you have to go to the extent of 
sending in an undercover state trooper into these groups. The monitoring ends on May 8, 2006. What troubles me about the method of information gathering in this, uh, that, it, that it continued after it appeared no criminal activity was occurring or being planned. Colonel Sheridan reiterated several times that he knew nothing about the monitoring when it was going on, even though at the time he was the Baltimore County Police Commissioner and he served on a Homeland Security Advisory Board. I have no knowledge of ever receiving a report about this. Sheridan says the previous commander of the Homeland Security and Intelligence Commission ordered the monitoring. He says nothing like this will happen under his administration. Weejia Jang, WJZ Eyewitness News. Uh, so there you have it. Bullcrap! <laughs> and this isn't the only time that happens. We know that they infiltrated, if you've, if you've seen Fair 9-11, you know that they infiltrated a group in Fresno, California, a um, bunch of old people and, and hippies sitting around eating cookies and talking about what to do um, about, I yeah, think the, it was yeah, global warming or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and they went, and the feds went and infiltrated their group. Um, and it just... just Utter scumbaggery. If you if you <laughs> disagree, if you disagree with the government in any way, shape, or form, just be prepared to be get spied on. That, I, it's yeah, just a new America. That's probably my favorite Benism. That one and I think what was it? Douchebaggery, <laughs> scumbaggery, and douchebaggery. I've got a couple. You got a couple. I, I got a couple that are really, too hot for uh, too hot for the FCC. <laughs> too hot to handle. But uh, you know, we we left off too now, obviously with the police state news, but really talking about trying to make some kind of bigger picture. And now we're really seeing this so-called database, at least, you know, if nothing else, yeah. it's being talked about a lot more now. Yep. And we're seeing it taken a lot more seriously. Of course, we just talked about the Nick Giuliano Ross Story um, article where the ACLU, 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 pardon me, is now warning against the no rule surveillance apparatus, mm -hmm. you know. Go, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, now we're seeing this kind of uh, V for Vendetta-esque database being built. And, you know, that, that was the question I had, Ben, when you hear about these, you know, policemen and policewomen spying on pro that like, you know, what are they looking for? What exactly are they looking for at these rallies where it's, you know, it's your First Amendment right. There should be nothing, uh, no controversy at all. But it seems like, yes, they are building this database. Mm -hmm of protesters because hey uh things are going to get worse they are getting worse yeah. unfortunately i hate to be the pessimist but they are getting worse in almost every category and yeah you're going to see a lot more protesting so if nothing else i would have to conclude that they want to start really kind of uh discouraging <laughs> yeah. to put it very plainly Absolutely. discouraging well you protesting. know you know it's really crazy we're pathetic the whole country's shot <laughs> when the federal government starts when the federal government knows that they're going down and they're in and they're in place, they're putting in place measures to deal with the fact that they're going down, rather than dealing with the with the problems with the problems themselves. Well put. It's uh, it's you know, it's a very very scary situation. It's almost it's almost expected that we're going to be going down. Yeah. Um, when you start seeing a militarization of police, a centralization of power, uh, things of that nature, Homeland Security is going to be heightening their terror alert uh, for 11 months straight. Um, until the elections, which is which is terrifying in itself, because you know you uh, we're going to see a lot of the stuff that we saw in New York, where they're going onto the trains, they're checking people's bags. They got evil dog guards around, uh, you know, dog dog dogs that are barking at people and yeah. and, and searching for drugs and things of that nature. Um, but you know, it's getting worse. It's that, not getting you know, better as a result of that. That's of course, in the TSA that's now looking for your behavior. On top yes. of now, they're going to be scanning you. And yeah, we're I mean, we're literally going down the you know the tube. <laughs> Not use a better word. I unfortunately can't say it, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, you, you oh boy, yeah, you, you, you couple that with all this, and then of course we we talk about what goes on in the UK and important stuff because a lot of times we see it reflect here, maybe a year later, two years later, but yeah. now it, it just doesn't get any more bizarre than this. But now, uh, beware your children. 
they might be climate cops. And Ugh, bananas. This, this is just this whole climate movement is just being taken in such the wrong direction. My humble opinion, Ben. But <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I just want to slap these people. But a new website campaign designed by a British power company recruits children through games, badges, and cartoons to enlist as climate cops, actively keeping records on their parents and neighbors for violations of energy crimes against the planet. <laughs> I can't believe it. I just don't oh, believe man. it. The Climate Cops website encourages children to investigate family and friends and then build your climate crime case file and report back to your family to make sure they don't commit those crimes again or else. The site also <laughs> warns children that they may need to keep a watchful eye to prevent future violations and you know even before we had um our last guest on um, the name is totally slipping my mind here david bloom thank you uh even before we had david bloom on who really shed a lot of great light on the idea of alcohol how it can be used for a mm-hmm. guest now all this a lot this, of great light on how the uh, uh green movement's being manipulated as well oh, completely manipulated and that's what that's what really kills me about it um but even before the interview you know we knew that this whole movement was being completely funded by the the uppers the people at the very high uh, yeah. top up there and and of course it's all being used to get more of your tax money in a lot of ways that's just one problem that's going to affect you but now we're talking about you know now that we talk about cops spying on americans now we're talking about americans mm-hmm. spying on americans and before you know and it, we ben, have that we have that news from uh, barack obama that he wants to create a civilian, civilian task force. force yes that's as big as the size of our our uh, national guard or army to go in there, which is literally, literally creating the Stasi. I mean, you look oh, at that is. from a historical pr- perspective, and you look at uh, if you look at the, at it from historical perspective, you'll yeah. see that it's it's exactly word for word the Stasi, where it you is. have people tattletaling on each other, children tattletaling on parents, um, and things of that nature. Just horrible, horrible. Uh, just expect to live in fear for a very, very long time if that man gets elected. Yeah, that, I I agree. He sure does, and and I, I gotta I gotta agree 100. percent But the more I I've researched Barack Obama, and the more I listen to him, especially now him coming out about how he you know the war in Iraq is 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 a waste of money because we should be using it in Afghanistan. He's really kind of in done Pakistan a 180. And, yeah, yeah, anybody out there who really thinks Barack Obama is going to get us out of the war is sadly mistaken. And when you really look at the socialized health care programs and all the other issues that we know have not worked in the past we really have a, a nightmare coming with the barack obama presidency which ben i gotta be honest with you i'll make the bet now i don't think mccain even has a chance in this no. election not that i'd want him either but no. um it's really it's it's getting scary folks i no- definitely think barack is going to be the next president yeah, no- november's right around the corner i mean unless something really incredibly tragic happens uh, maybe he gets smeared campaign this whole thing mm-hmm. i don't think there's any chance that he's uh, not going to win i think he will be the next president but unfortunately and and just just to uh, put it out there there's a great film it's it's a film i think it was it's a foreign film it's all subtitles but it's called lives of others and talking about the stasi it actually does uh it's about the stasi and how how the stasi was uh in in the time period they were really Mm -hmm. spying on this one uh this really brilliant musician he was uh he was an artist. He, he wrote music. He painted. Yeah. He wrote, you know, literature. And it's it's a fantastic film. If you get a chance, Lives of Others. It, but if nothing else, even if you hate the movie, it really does show you how manipulative mm-hmm. the Stasi was and what they went through, uh, or what length they took to really spy on 
everybody. I mean, they used to, they, they'd be able to wire an apartment yeah. in less than like, you know, an hour and a half. Well, one so, of the things that's really scary about this is that now, you know, we're not dealing with the Stasi as it was. We're dealing with the new type of Stasi. So each person's going to get their little login, Georgia, username and password. They're going to go onto a website. They're going to type in the, the, the name of the suspicious person that they just saw and then a description of what they're doing. And it's just going to get logged into a central database. Once again, with computers looking at inconsistencies, uh, or, or people that have got more reports than other people, right. uh, things like that, and your name's just going to go. It's going to go straight to the front, and the, you know, then the, the cops will come knocking at your at your door in those uh, nice black uniforms. Yeah, or, or if not, your own kid is going to be manipulated through cartoons and comic Absolutely. books and television. That's, I mean, they're already manipulated, and of yeah. course, anybody who's watched enough TV uh, has to at least can see that they've been brainwashed. I'm, you know, I'll be the first one to admit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, now they're – it's getting so horrific that they're preying on children. Of course, this mm-hmm. isn't in the U.K., but it's, it's going to be here if it isn't already. I mean, I've watched some kids' cartoons these days, and believe me, they're quite different than the – thank you – than the Tom and Jerry that we used to watch yeah. by it. But um, talk about real sadistic bastards preying yeah. on the minds of children. It's you like know, double preying because they're already, of, you know. I do watch a lot of kids' TV because uh, I do have a daughter. You should. I, I actually am a huge fan of SpongeBob of myself. And then uh, if you look at it's mostly the advertisements that are really, really, That's really what, messed yeah, up. You get at. a lot of the, the shows have some political aspects and things in it. A little little hints and notches. Maybe, you know, somebody for the, maybe the CIA injected somebody into that company or something. You know, little, little hints of, of things like that. But um, for the most part, it's just it, a lot of it is in the advertising. You know, a lot of it is in the advertising. A lot of it is melding the adult shows with the children's shows so that when the kids are watching television, they see commercials for the adult shows and they want to go and watch the teenager shows where the boys kiss the girls. And, uh, of course. You know, and uh, Hannah Montana is selling condoms now. So <clears throat> go figure. Well, she's not selling condoms now, but, you know, they, they uh, Lifestyle put a proposal for her to stop, start condoms. But we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, after I clear my throat. AnimalFarmShow.com. Stay tuned. Wow. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Who has the milk and apples? 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 And so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. They want us to leave. That's what they want us to do. And I think the world would be better off if we did leave. Five one two six four six nineteen eighty four. Yeah, folks. Well, you lucky you. You got two intros for the price of one. We knew they were going to screw it up in the beginning, so we played our own intro. Just to, you know, salvage it. But then we got a second one. So what are you going to do? Uh, shifting over here before we get to Lorelei. What, what was that, Pius? I told you not to be stupid, you moron. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> uh, before we get to Lorelei with Charles Ratner. Yes. Uh, of course, it's a big episode, first off, Ben. This is uh, episode number 18 or something. I think this is basically, I think if you get a win tonight, I think you've locked it's it up. However, my question to both of you is, 
didn't we establish that you have to win by two? I think we did. Do we establish that you have yes. to win? Okay. I'm ho- I-, I think we should establish that because that-, that makes it a little more interesting, and this is what keeps me in the game, so I like it. <laughs> it's just self-interest, folks. But, uh, you know, where do we start? Where do we end? I mean, first off, now a new study just came out and says uh, 86% of U.S. adults may be obese or overweight by 2030. Obviously, looking at the trend, um, it's pretty clear to see. But the majority of U.S. adults are projected to be overweight or obese by 2030, according to a study from the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Here you go. The, <laughs> what is that? I never... Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality and the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine. Recent figures from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention show that about 62% of adults are overweight. 62%, Ben. Wow. With that percentage expected to grow by 23% over the next two decades, obesity-related health costs are expected to rise about $956 billion according to the study which was published in the July 2008 online issue of obesity. Uh, this is out of Fox News, folks. You can read up on it. You know. There you go. Uh, <laughs> very good job. But, you know, we, we talk about this, and unfortunately, we know this country is extremely unhealthy. We know this country is obese. We know this country is overweight. And unfortunately, the result of all of this risky behavior, the result of us not treating ourselves right and not really being able to eat right in a lot of situations as well, mm-hmm. is that more medicine, more medicine, more medicine. And Big yes. Pharma has grown to the point where they are unstoppable. And, and one thing we didn't talk about last week, Ben, that I really wanted to touch real quick is now – we're hearing about, you know, treating medicine and the side effects of one particular drug with another drug. And this yeah. in the most in the most bizarre case, I, I couldn't believe my ears. But now certain women are experiencing decreased sexual drive with antidepressants. So here you have a woman. She's, on, she's already on antidepressant meds, which 99 out of 100 of them are extremely addictive. That's yeah. not up for controversy. That's not up for debate. Now you have a decreased sex drive. So you already have one medication that's doing its job for mm-hmm. life. And you have a side effect. Now they're recommending Viagra and Cialis, which is for men, of course, for erectile dysfunction, yeah. for women. Well, yeah. Viagra has been an uplifting experience for many men, and apparently it may help women, too. A study out today says that the little blue pill may improve women's sex lives if they're taking antidepressants. Chief medical correspondent Dr. Sanjay Gupta is live for us in Atlanta. This is interesting, Sanjay, that the little blue pill might help women when they're feeling blue. How does it work? Well, you know, it's interesting. If, if, you, if you look at people who take antidepressants, both women and men, about half of them are going to have some sort of sexual dysfunction as a, as, a, uh, as a result of taking the antidepressant itself. You get these side effects that are sometimes so profound that they actually want to stop taking the antidepressant. And that's the exact population that researchers wanted to study. It was a small study, about 100 women roughly. It was funded by Pfizer, I should point out as well. They were looking at women who were depressed, who were taking antidepressants, and who wanted to boost their sexual function. Uh, what they found was the people who added the little blue pill, Viagra, actually had a significant improvement overall in their sexual function. So it actually helped with sexual satisfaction much more so than a placebo, which was what they tested. Could you imagine now, like, your wife, who's already on antidepressant meds, God knows what else, yeah. now to get you know, in the mood, she's got to take another pill, Viagra. Not even to mention how ridiculous it is just to be taking that much medications to facilitate emotions that should be natural. But on top of it, what about now the side effects of just the Viagra, not to mention the side effects of the Viagra plus God knows what antidepressants you're on. And the lack of Xanax, whatever friggin' they take now. Exactly. And the lack of proper research uh, and and understanding the, uh, the 
correlation between the two drugs that are that are being taken. It's just it's just unbelievable. I cannot understand what people in this country are thinking uh, by taking all this medication. I mean, I, I know that unfortunately a lot of them still trust the system and they still trust their doctors, yeah. which is a huge mistake in and of itself. But uh, you know, we're getting to the point now, folks, where we are completely over medicated completely completely over medicated and i don't even know how to reverse the the chain but i don't know if there's any any hope in sight for this for this problem we've got to clean up this country you're listening to the animal farm radio show on we the people radio network we are here today to effect a change we are here today to fuel the deconstruction of the official myth We are here today because fear is never a good enough reason to do nothing. We are here today to begin draining this cesspool of lies and distortion we refuse to drown in any longer. We are here today to ask those still sleeping to wake up. It's that special time now. Um, three more episodes. So this is episode 18 of Law or Lie. And, um, you know, this is this is pivotal now. So, Ben, uh, we'll get Charles Ryan on, on the line just momentarily. But you are out of, uh, so far, you're six for 17. I am four for 17. Pyatt is, unfortunately, three for 17. Even when you win, you lose. Yeah, it's been a pretty <laughs> it's been a pretty pitiful year for all of us. For the most part, you've done pretty well, Ben, but eh. for Pyatt and I, it's been pretty poor. But let's get Charles Ratner on the line. Hang on a second. Charles, can you hear us? I can. All right, Charles, I'm going to uh, cue up Pyatt with the music here, and then we're going to start playing Lorelei. Pyatt, if you would. Ladies and gentlemen, right. it's time to play Right, ladies and gentlemen, America's favorite game show. Number one for the, I guess, the 17th consecutive month, Ben. It's pretty, yeah. pretty, even though we haven't been on the air for that long, it's still America's favorite game show. Uh, sponsored by Tasty Golf Tees. You can go to tastygolftees.com. Flavored wooden golf tees. It's simple as that, yes. folks. The greatest thing ever that golf has ever put forth, I would say. Uh, we have them here in the uh, studio. They're wonderful. And uh, they come in different flavors. Cherry, grapes, strawberry, and cinnamon. Tastygolftees.com. Visit it today and pick up your your golf tees that are flavored. Charles, can you hear us? I can. I can. Uh, Charles, how are you on this lovely evening? I'm doing great. How are you uh, over-medicated, overweight bastards doing? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm not. I'm not medicated at all. Ben is actually not medicated this show. Yes. Last show, it was a different story because I was drinking and Ben was on some kind of uh, prescription meds. And uh, you know, so this show we, we're kind of doing straight edge. And I don't know if it's working better or worse. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, either way, folks, this is how the game show works. Uh, Charles Ratner, legal correspondent, is going to give us four laws. And you at home have to guess which law is false. They're all going to be ridiculous. They're all going to sound like they're complete BS. But no, for sure, only one of them is bunk. And you actually have to guess it at home. We guess it here. Like we said, we're not doing too well. This is the 18th episode. Ben is in position right now to really take a commanding lead. But we did establish that you have to win by two. So it makes my life a little easier. And Pyeth as well. So if Pyeth can gain ground then uh, yes. he'll be in good shape. But uh, pivotal episode tonight, 
and let's get underway. Charles, I'm going to give you the floor, and let's start tonight's episode of Law or Lie. Okay, uh, today we're talking about Arkansas laws. So, under Arkansas state law, law number one, a 15-year-old girl may get married if she is pregnant and has parental consent. Law number two, in Little Rock, Arkansas, it is illegal for any person or household to own, keep, or harbor more than four dogs without a permit. Law number three, in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, it is illegal to sing or whistle near any hotel. And law number four, under the Arkansas Judicial Code, anyone convicted of a felony for the third time may, in addition to jail, be uh, exiled from the state upon completion of their sentence. Oh, boy. Uh, right. I have to read them again, folks. Like always, I will I will read the laws again in case you miss them. Of course, the first time through, it's, uh. it's almost impossible to let them absorb. Unbelievable, Charles. Where do you get the time? Uh, okay, so law number one, folks, I'm going to read them again. Here we go. Law number one. Under Arkansas state law, a 15-year-old girl may marry with parental consent if she is pregnant. Shut up, fat boy! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> law number two. In Little Rock, Arkansas... It is illegal for any person to own or keep more than four dogs without a permit. Okay, law number three. In, in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, it is illegal to sing or whistle near any hotel. <laughs> oh, boy. Shut up! If that isn't the bait, I don't know what is. Number four. <laughs> law number four, the final law. Under Arkansas Judicial Code, anyone convicted of a felony for the third time may be exiled from the state. Oh, boy. Hmm. All right. Uh, I, so I know what I'm going to do. It, it's up to us now. It's up to us to, um, to, to put our fingers up in the air and say... I have an answer. I right. have an answer. All on three, we're going to put our answers up. One, two, three. Oh! oh okay. okay, so Pyatt is going to go with number one, where the 15-year-old girl may marry with parental consent. If she is pregnant, Ben and I are taking the the proverbial bait. Too juicy. We're gonna take. Yeah, it's there's no way this is true in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. <laughs> it is illegal to sing or whistle near any hotel. That's what the Gosh. one that Ben and I are. If gonna, that is true. If, if that's that is true, true, then man. I'm retiring from the show <laughs> and from Lorelai. I'm gonna fire myself, and of course I know it's gonna be true. But uh, I think uh, he he didn't specify enough here, so I'm gonna get on his case. But uh, we're gonna give Charles. We're gonna give you the drum roll. And uh, if, if law number one, it'll be a huge victory for Pyeth. If not, then I'm still in the game. Pyeth's pretty much out. So let's do the drum roll, and let's get the answer. Uh, the animal farm's going to miss you both. They, uh, no. oh. The bunk wall's number four. Oh, come on. This is ridiculous. <laughs> okay, so you're saying I knew it, 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 I knew it, it truly is illegal to sing and whistle near a hotel. <laughs> Yep, and uh, where is uh, where's this godforsaken Pine, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, code uh, section of their, their ordinance is uh, 14-79. No, oh, you're not allowed God. to sing between 11 p.m. or 7 a.m. or at any time near a hotel, hospital, or dwelling. But what, what do they mean by near? I mean, how do you, what, what if I'm 10 feet away or 30 feet away? Is that, those are both near? Uh, there was no distance specified in the in the statute, so near is I'm I guess, near one. enough for them to hear you. What a what a control freak bastard! You know what we gotta do from now on? That law. We gotta just what each miserable scumbag. 
Uh, I don't want people whistling near my hotel with a bunch of All right, scumbags. so, well, either way, let's, oh, let's wrap it up. Mad. Under Arkansas state law, a 15-year-old girl may marry with parental consent if she's pregnant. In Little Rock, Arkansas, it is illegal for any person to own or keep more than four dogs without a permit. That's also true. And it's also true that under um, in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, it is illegal to sing or whistle near any hotel. So there you go. And the bunk law, once again, law number four, none of us picked it. I was going to, but it's too late now. No, I'm not getting any credit for it. Under Arkansas Judicial Code, anyone convicted of a felony for the third time may be exiled from the state. And that is bunk. That is not true. So, Charles, Actually, you've done a great job. The, uh, the Arkansas Constitution uh, prevents them from exiling anybody, actually. I should have known Interesting. that. I should have known that. You bastard. You've done a great job, like always, Charles. You've uh, you've outdone yourself yet again. Like always, I always say it, but you always uh, seem to stump us on these ones. So let's just update the standings. Laura Lai, great job, Charles Ratner. And we shall hear from you soon, Charles. Take care and uh, good riddance. What a shame. All right, Charles is gone. I'm getting. I don't want to hear anything else from that rat. <laughs> oh my it's God. illegal to uh, to own more than four dogs without a permit. Just oh, incredible. Just you are a bum. Yeah. Arkansas is a, <laughs> a messed up state. You know, I we sorry for anybody. No, nah, but we should. Arkansas, dude, we should have known. I I even called it as the bait in the beginning. We should have known. Know. But it was too juicy. It was too too juicy. My my mouth saliva, and I had uh, to I had to go for it. You salivating bastard. Well, six for 18 now, Ben, and I'm four for 18, and now, Pyeth, you're three for 18, so pitiful. You seem like a regular dumb shit old redneck. There you go. Oh. <laughs> hey uh, well, Ooh. you know, and we'll leave, <laughs> maybe we'll leave off with this one last uh, story here. Uh, an Australian mother charged with placing a baby in a fish tank to stop it from crying. Ben, this is what we were talking about hey, before, before we go to this break. I wanted to just... Uh, Keep the nutty going. Uh, uh, we've had a little fun here with Laura Lai, but uh, you could look at I don't even want to rate she it. She's from Arkansas. No. It, did it, she write a law that says you can't whistle you're really, you're, really, you're really pissed I'm off. I'm pissed about that. Oh, man. man, Ben. How could you not be How could you not be a God-loving, freedom-loving American and not and not freaking be pissed about that? I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Ben, but Charles does a great job, and now <laughs> it's really down to the wire, and uh, we'll have to see what you know what comes up in the future. But uh, I know, want you to rise up and get fired. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, no question about it. When we get back, um, I'm not hearing any of the music here. I'm not sure how much time we have. I have 39 seconds. But when we get back, I want to talk about this now, a new report out of WorldNet Daily that says the North American Union, the dream of the North American Union is dead. Yes. The father of alignment of U.S.-Mexico-Canada says secret plan has been killed by the left and by the right. Jerome Corsi, one of my favorite writers in the world, has written this, so I do believe most of what he says. We'll read it when we get back, and we'll have a discussion. AnimalFarmShow.com, much more on the other side. Stay with us, folks. We shall return. Now go ahead and finish up! Finish up! All right, folks, 512-646-1984. We just had our um, 17th episode or 18th episode of Lorelei, and we just Which got Which one was it? Because I'm pretty close to uh, taking it all home for the season. Wow. 60 or 70. <laughs> 60 or 70. That was our 18th episode. So we, we, are, right. we have two more episodes, of course. Providing uh, no, the scores don't change. Yeah. So well, if, if, right. people, if people are keeping track, which I'm sure nobody is, but uh, Ben, you're 6 for 18. I'm 4, and Pete's 3. 
So yeah, if you uh, if we don't score any points um, and you just hang on there, then you're going to be good to go because you're winning by two. Of course. All right. So I need to count on Charlie to be extra sneaky. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it just killed. I really, I really hope to have gotten that point tonight, but of course, I failed miserably. And uh, Mikey just sent, sent us a fast blast saying that he was reading an article. This is in response to Laura Lai. Uh, he's reading an article online saying you MS- failed miserably. Yeah, it's on MSNBC saying title. It's titled "Toddlers Can No Longer Get Hitched in Arkansas Without uh, with Parental Consent." Toddlers, huh? Toddlers. So well, that's I, good. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. So they just a little. You know, I, I'm glad that folks are adding, adding to the the argument. But we <laughs> did we did tease you with the Jerome Corsi, uh, you know, story here with the North American Union. Many many people don't know what this is. I'm of course not talking about people listening. Most people listening know more than this uh, than we do. But unfortunately, the general population has no idea what this was about in the first place. Yes, but sadly, uh, Jerome Corsi writes that this idea is now dead. The dream uh, of the North American Union is now dead, um, and it's been killed by the left and the right. And I'll read a bit of this, and Ben, definitely want to get your take on it. And folks, your calls as well. I definitely want to get your take on it because of the knowledge, and because we're broadcasting in Texas, of course. Uh, we in New York here, we don't get, or we in Connecticut, you know, we don't really get a lot of information about this as Texans often do. The Security and Prosperity, thank you, George. The Security and Prosperity Partnership of North America is dead, says Robert A. Pastor, the American University professor who for more than a decade has been a major proponent of building a North American community. The new president will probably discard the SPP, Security Prosperity Partnership of America. Pastor wrote in an article titled The Future of North America, published in current July-August issue of the Council on Foreign Relations magazine, Foreign Affairs. There you go. The SPP, which critics... Uh, contend is a step towards a North American unity is an agreement to increase cooperation on security and economic issues signed by the leaders of the U.S., Mexico, and Canada in 2005. Despite having no authorization from Congress, the Bush administration launched extensive working group activity to implement the agreement. The working groups, ranging from e-commerce to aviation policy to borders and immigration, have counterparts in Mexico and Canada. Uh, the April summit meeting was probably the last hurrah for SPP. Pastor wrote, referring to uh, referring to the fourth annual SPP meeting held in April in New Orleans. Now, the first thought that came to, there you go. The first uh, thought that came to mind with me, Ben, was that this is just another example of of you know shoving something under the mattress or under the uh-huh. uh, doormat or whatever, and then bringing uh, bringing it back out at a later date. Because of course it was getting some yeah. serious mainstream coverage, not the least of which was Lou Dobbs uh, and Bill Tucker, who basically reported on this base you know twice a week. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it was getting a lot of scrutiny. And of course they Two said it did, three at a time. Yeah, they said it didn't exist. Blah blah blah. But we know it did exist, and now apparently it is dead. So what do yeah. you think, Ben? Well, he says the failure of the uh, of the security partnership prospect of America. It, he says. It's largely bureaucratic in nature and the decision policymakers made to keep SPP largely below the radar of public opinion. Um, that's, you know, that's what he's saying. My opinion is, it's, you know, the headline in the story is, is interesting. Uh, Father of alignment of U.S., Mexico, Canada says secret plan has been killed by left and right. And uh, I love the way that they'll they'll constantly throw out that paradigm once again yeah. between the left and Keep the right. Keep the division going. Exactly. It was, it, was the, it was the fact that people, not everybody was dumb that made it that essentially made it a uh, made it go away sure. but, but i think we need to be especially on guard right now because you never know they'll this person will will put this information forward and will say you know the, the plan's dead it's not happening and the second we turn our backs they'll 
they'll start uh, meeting again and, and trying to implement it. Or trying to do something else. Don't I mean, piss yeah. down my back and tell me it's raining. <laughs> Love that <laughs> but at the very least, I mean, maybe, you know, to be, let's be, I'll be the ignorant fool and I'll play that part right now and say, well, maybe all of the activism, all of the people who got up off their behinds and went to meetings and brought this into public attention and, and people in Texas who really got the job done, let me be the uh, ignorant person right now and say, hey, you know what? This is a huge victory for the for the people. Yeah. Well, maybe and not so much ignorant. Um, you know, more, you know, I, I, I'm maybe more of, naive. Yeah, I'm unaware of the level of activism that was down there. I know people were absolutely furious about it. They oh, did a lot, though. Yeah, there were a ton of they people did. down there that had a lot to lose because of this, uh, their land and their homes and things of that nature um, with the with that Trans-Texas Corridor Highway that they had going through. Um, so, so it, it may be a major victory, um, but I just think you know we we must be vigilant and let's buy lots of duct tape. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing too, uh, wow. you know, one another reason why I'm a little bit kind of leery about this is that um, you, you, we've heard Obama talk about this. We've heard Obama use the words. <laughs> Community, North yeah. American community. I think it was actually on the talk show. I got to try to dig up that clip because I don't have it in front of me, so I do apologize. But uh, that's to me, that's one of the reasons why I'm like, mm, I'm not really sure if this is completely gone, if it's mm-hmm. completely dead. Yeah. Because who knows what we're going to get with Barack Obama if he is indeed elected? Um, Obama is a long leg mac daddy. Yeah, it's scary times. <laughs> it's scary times ahead. But Ben, your turn. Go ahead. He's Start a something. mac daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so Obama pimps white women and black women. Sure does. <laughs> Sure the, uh, this is from Think Progress. Top Department of Justice lawyers spoke in codes for being uh, for fear of being wiretapped by White House quote unquote lunatics. Hey now, late night on uh, PBS, Bill Moore is interviewed investigative journalist Jane Mayer and mentioned that in Mayer's new book, she notes that the FBI agents refused to participate in the CIA's interrogation of terror suspects at Guantanamo Bay because they ter- determined it to be a borderline torture. Borderline torture. Uh, <laughs> Moyers then asked. Who were some of the cons- other conservative heroes, as you call them in your book? Uh, May I remember one top Justice Department lawyer and a very conservative member of his administration who said that after participating in White House meetings authorized torture, he believed that, quote unquote, lunatics had taken over the country. Yeah. Uh, Mayor said two other top de- Department of uh, Justice lawyers had to develop a system of speaking codes because they feared that they were being wiretapped while others described an atmosphere of intimidation, mainly that? from Vice President. Uh, dictator Cheney. So it's it's you know that's that's the type of stuff that you, you're really really scared about is is when you know officials themselves these quote unquote officials and oh, officials quote unquote public services other servants as they're supposed to be called are feared are, are feared from the dictator of of uh, the White House. You know. Yeah. Well, keeping on the issue of the torture there, I wanted to kind of keep this going on. Uh, you know, with John McCain, you just never know. I, I, I just don't know how coherent this man really is because I do try <laughs> to follow both candidates and at least listen to what they have to say. He's but loony. It, it's just I mean, look, the guy's old, this whole thing. I don't know what He's his evil. deal is, but as far as his stance on torture, it, it's it's amazing because apparently he was tortured. You know, this whole story of yes. him being uh, held up there. He's uh, a big proponent. He's he backs the idea that CIA should have the ability to, you know, waterboard. Well, I'll just read the article out of Think Progress. Uh, Senator John McCain in February voted against the bill banning the CIA from waterboarding and using other torture tactics in their interrogations. Uh, would the bill pass? McCain urged Bush to veto it, which, of course, George Bush did. Uh, craziness, unbelievable, anti-American. But 
In an interview with Newsweek published today, McCain defended his position, insisting that the CIA plays a special role, in quotes, in defending the U.S. and thus should be allowed to use harsh interrogation tactics such as waterboarding. And and let me stop there, too, because the other thing that I've noticed is that anytime the subject of torture comes up in Mm -hmm. the mainstream news or in, in stories and articles in the press, they always revert to waterboarding as though that's the only way that we've ever tortured or that's the, yeah. that's the main concern. As if, as if uh, torturing children sexually with battery acid yeah. uh, wasn't, wasn't, isn't real or something like that. And that's what really kills me. First of all, there's, there shouldn't be any debate. Waterboarding is torture, period. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, let's stop falling back on this, this only way of torturing. There's so many let's other... Let's have some straight talk. Yeah, there's, oh, there's so many other things that happen that are way beyond just waterboarding. Uh, we see, we saw pictures last week of guy, you know, a guy with with metal all over his face. That yeah, they just started shoving sharp pieces of metal in, in some guy's face. face. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's it is John McCain. We get back, we'll talk more about this, and then I want to talk about this Bush sewage plant, which is gaining ground in San Francisco. So there's good news there. Stay tuned, folks. AnimalFarmShow.com. You know, people like Billy the Kid. People like Jesse James. And there's that kind of a. Continuing on here with the John McCain, I guess you'd call this the double think of John McCain, uh, Ben, where, you know, he's the, a loony bastard. You know, it just just never ceases to amaze me here. The uh, interview with Newsweek where McCain defended his position, insisting that the CIA plays a special role, you know, somehow trying to justify that they can torture because, you know, they fight terrorists. He said uh, Newsweek came out and said on torture. Why should the CIA be treated differently from the armed services regarding the use of harsh interrogation tactics? Now, listen closely to what McCain said. I'll quote it here. Because they play a special role in the United States of uh, of America and our ability to combat terrorists, but we have made it very clear that there is nothing they can do that would violate the Geneva Conventions, the Detainee Treatment Act, which prohibits torture. We could never torture anyone, but some people misconstrue that who don't understand what the Detainee Treatment Act and the Geneva Conventions are all about. So he's saying that there's nothing they could do to violate the Geneva Conventions, but they should be allowed to use waterboarding as, you know, as a, yeah. as a tactic. And God knows what else you know, is really going yeah. on. So, you know, I, well, you I know, it's a heck of a lot to do with radical Islamic extremism. It's, there you go. It's, it's very incredibly weird that it's constantly the Geneva Conventions are constantly being used for human rights violations. And, um, you know, people people saying, oh, you shouldn't violate the Geneva Conventions. I, I think that we should have a, a standard of, of laws here that basically says, you know, we don't need to we need we don't need international treaties and, and things of that nature to to uh identify what our what our limit is in terms of interrogation you know the the notion that we should be uh, acting on international tribe international i guess uh organization that wasn't elected by any of us uh, is just a crazy notion to begin with yeah it's nuts so no they always way. make the so they always make the argument of okay let's let's try to get past the geneva convention yeah, just from an american standpoint yeah. we shouldn't be torturing period exactly but you know I, there's, there's this part of me that does you know that actually likes the geneva conventions too but i hear what you're saying ben i mean you know yeah. we're, we're getting, well, i mean we're you like it you think it's great but let's pass something locally here in the united states yeah. that prevents this to happen so we don't have to go to an international so we don't have to be ruled by an international organization yeah and you know I what? I want a lot to complain. My standpoint is basically this. If you uh, condone torture and you think torture is great and that it should be used, 
then you have to at least admit to the fact that you're going to increase more terrorists. That, more terrorists are going to come out. That, gonna, and you also have to understand that you're going you're gonna to have to increase the entire organization of data mining because you're getting information that's not true. Right. So you're going to have to increase your analysts double-fold um, in, in terms of, of getting that information. Yeah, I agree. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Ben, Tony, and Pyatt on Animal Farm Radio Show. Hey, you touch that dial, I'll break your f***ing head. Six four six nineteen eighty four is the number to reach us. That's five one two six four six nineteen eighty four. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Animalfarmshow.com is the website. And if you would like to drop us an instant message, it is Animal Farm Show, all one word, AOL, instant message screen name. Of the Rocky Mountain News, anarchists offered the DNC deal to Denver. <laughs> They'll go away if $50 million go to the community. And we talked about this on the show uh, a little bit earlier, how, <laughs> how there are anarchists out there that are basically um, saying that they're going to be using, uh, what's, the, what's the soft word that they uh, put for it? Forced, uh, they're going to be using forced Oh, I don't know what it is. Uh, yeah, I, know. I know what you're saying there, Ben, but unfortunately, uh, my we head's in a cloud tonight. And we hold the world <laughs> ransom for <laughs> one million dollars. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. A group of self-described anarchists threatening to disrupt the Democratic, Democratic National Convention is, uh, is a forced disruption. I think that that was the word, by the way. Maybe Democratic National is, Convention yeah. is promising to go away if the $50 million federal grant that Denver received to pay for convention security is invested and the community instead. As anarchists, we feel the greatest problem with government is how its primary interest is to protect the profits of those in power. Very true. Even if when it comes to at the expense of the general public, Clayton Dewey, an organizer with Unconventional Denver, said in a statement, spending $50 million on weaponry to attack people voicing their opinion and flooding the streets with riot police while schools close down, children go without health care, and people lose their homes is exactly the problem with the corrupt two-party system uh, system we're opposing this August, he says. Yeah. So, uh, you know, very, very interesting message that uh, the anarchists have to give. Yeah, well, like I said, Ben, I mean, you know, like we always talk about, it, the, the obvious is that as things get worse, more people are going to protest because yeah. the, their, you know, proverbial line in the sand will be crossed. And, and more people are going to, uh, to become violent, regardless of whether it's unfortunately, logical Unfortunately, it's the... Yeah. Sure. yeah, I mean, you know, and let's not pin it on the anarchists. We talked about anarchists mm-hmm. uh, a couple shows ago, and you know, anybody who's listening who thinks they're an anarchist, if you know, you, you have, we defined it and we talked about how it, it is over, you know, basically a definition of anarchist is someone who wants to overthrow all elements, elements of government with violence. Yes. Right. So, um, <laughs> and it's, you're right. No, it's absolutely, it's not just anarchists. It's, it's not just uh, the it's everybody. of law. It's, yeah. I mean, I have, violence. yeah, I have this article right here. This is from the raw story about that, uh, that guy that did the church shooting oh boy. Uh, not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, Jim uh, Jim Adkinson, um, and he was basically uh, a neocon, oh, that just a flat-out neocon. Uh, Adkinson targeted the church, still wrote in the document obtained by uh, WBIR-TV, Channel 10, because of its liberal teachings and his belief that all liberals should be killed because they were ruining the country 
and that he felt that the Democrats had tied his country's hand in the war on terror, and they had ruined every institution in America with the aid of media outlets. Atkinson told Still that he could not get to the leaders of the liberal movement, that he would then target those who had voted them into office. It's so this guy went kid, on a, but a little dumb. It, what amazes me, Ben, is how brainwashed a person can really be. Yeah. And, it, you know, I know it's it's not something we like to do. But, folks, I recommend turning on WABC in New York and uh, the Sean Hannity show, the Rush Limbaugh show, mm-hmm. the Laura Ingram show. If you haven't listened to those shows in a while, I, I would really strongly recommend you turn them on because it is a it's a refreshing. It's like a course refreshment almost. You, you yes. turn it on and you really understand why people like this get these ridiculous ideas that everything in America somehow can be blamed on the Democratic Party or the Republican Party yeah. when in reality has nothing to do with either of those two parties. Well, it's bananas when you when you listen to right. Hannity, uh, when you listen to uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh, who is actually now uh, celebrating his, you know, 20 years on the, on the oh, radio yeah. now. Yeah. 20 years of excellence. Yeah, but but when you when you listen to them, you really get a good understanding of how the country is being divided as a whole. You know, you get that constantly. Every, I mean, listen to Rush Limbaugh. Listen to him and, and, and constantly listen about how often he says the word Democrats are bad, you know, or liberals. It's always Democrats, always liberals. Radicals, you, exactly. extremists. They, they always tie in that, that exactly. language. Exactly. And, and they do that. But but it's not just Rush Limbaugh that's doing that. It's it's the left as well when you turn on Air America Radio. Oh, yeah, it's when the you, same crap. And they're constantly – the big thing about Air America Radio is they're constantly confusing neoconservatives with true conservatives. You right. know, the, they – they uh, listen to Ron Paul and they watch Ron Paul and they go, oh, my gosh, he's everything. You know, this guy's great. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He's anti-war. Uh, he's a true conservative. You know what I mean? But they always still revert back to conservatives are bad. The conservatives are gun-toting, war-mongering fools. And all they do is they go out and they start wars and they're crazy and they're right. nuts, you know. Um, but, you know, we have to watch out for that. Shut the f- up, yeah, Hannity actually had – he was trying to pervert the idea – that we should blame the gas crisis on Democrats. Yeah. He's like, this is the reason why you're paying $4.80 a gallon because of Democrats. And unfortunately, <laughs> you know, the, the unfortunate consequence and the reality is uh, the result is that when you have this crazy bastard who has a gun and just feels like going into a church uh-huh. or, you know, eventually the, you know, the, the reality is that you're going to have someone who's so pissed off, who believes this message so strongly yeah. that, yeah, I mean, they think, oh, my God, you know, you're ruining the country because – we can't fight terrorism, even though that's a it's, it's a ridiculous idea. Yeah, um, and it's it's just farther farther from the truth as you could possibly get. But it's a, it's blasphemous. Just un- Praise God, heathen God. That's <laughs> <laughs> definitely a new one. I never heard that one. <laughs> but uh, it's just so unfortunate that people yes. you know believe this. I mean, even one guy called into the show today saying like, "Oh, I'm going to be going to a University of Florida soon. They're like a traditionally liberal, and I'm going to try to hanitize the whole you know place." <laughs> and I'm like, "This, this is just unfortunately I'm like, uh, like, like like I always say, Ben. People like Hannity, the mainstream media has turned politics into sport. Yes, where now you get to root for a team and you get to wear the colors, and you either have a jackass on your your shirt or your, your donkey or whatever, a donkey or an elephant." And it's just not the way it's supposed to be. That's not what this is all about. Well, that's the key, you know. And, and when we get back, we're coming up on a break right now. But when we get back, um, I have this article right here where Ralph Nader came forward and basically said that Obama supporters are in political slavery. Um, oh, so yeah. I'll, I'll be getting into that. And I, I also want to talk a little bit about um, uh, just what they do from a political standpoint to keep the world dumbed down and divide us as a whole. So we will be right back momentarily, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to The Animal Farm broadcasting from the 
We the People Radio Network. Animalfarmshow.com is the website. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Now remember, I do my best work when I'm being worshipped as a god. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> All right, I was waiting for it. Waiting for <laughs> Ralph Nader says Obama supporters are in political slavery. I gotta, I gotta agree with Ralph Nader. Uh, during a Sunday press conference and campaign rally attended by Raw Story independent presidential candidate Ralph Nader claimed that liberals and Democrats who will vote for Senator Barack Obama as the least worst candidate are actually trapped in political slavery. <laughs> I agree. At the Texas campaign stop in Austin, Texas, Nader spoke to an audience of approximately 200 about his campaign's primary issue in the 2008 presidential election during the press conference held in a sweltering classroom at the back of a small suburban Methodist church. Nader also directly addressed an elderly white woman as a political bigot. Ooh. Yes, yes. He says, what is your answer to people, including myself, who believe that the votes you will uh, the votes you will uh, you get will take away from the Democratic Party and ensure that McCain wins? Ask the women during Nader's question and answers at the press. Uh, people who say that a vote for you is a vote for McCain. Nader grew tense and his response to the woman was abrupt. Madam, do you think that I'm a second class citizen? He asks. Uh, I'd like for you to answer my question, said the woman. No, because that question implies that somehow I am less equal in running for election than two crooked politicians in Washington, he says. You are a political bigot, wittingly and unwittingly. And I think he's absolutely right. Amen. And this is what I wanted to get into here. Yeah, this is what I want to get into here, because this is how they really trick us, is that they all put us in the seat of political analysts. Yeah. As if we are all political analysts, as if we are all looking at the situation from a godly point of view, and we're not the people that are voting. So we start strategizing um, and looking at ourselves as, you know, oh my goodness, uh, McCain and uh, Obama are going to win automatically, so now I need to strategize myself and I need to strategize my vote um, in order to make sure that my candidate wins, Uh, similar to what Rush Limbaugh did with Operation Chaos when he told his his followers to go out and uh, register as Democrats and vote for the worst possible candidate so that the Republicans would win. And this is a sort of political political analyst uh, mentality that we have in the United States where it puts everybody in God mode and people no longer vote for the pre- person that they think is right. They vote for the person that, th- that, the, strategy, yeah. that the strategy depends on. And that's like the biggest uh, shortcoming in the fallout of, of what's happening from, from a political perspective in this country. Everybody is, everybody is so godly and they say that, oh, Ron Paul will never win, so I'll never vote for Ron they, Paul. That's what I can't understand. It's, it's, a men- it's, it's a form of mental fascism and mental slavery that really engulfs everybody in this country because they won't vote for what they want. They'll vote for what they don't want or they'll vote against what they what they don't want. Or they'll vote. They'll vote okay, for what they think. One more vote for turd sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've seen that uh, time and time again. I've talked to good friends and I've showed them clips of Ron Paul and, you know, months and months ago when he mm-hmm. was still kind of in the race. And I, I showed them, I was like, look, you know, you finally have a candidate out yes. there who's basically 100% on the money. Even if you don't agree with everything he says, he's openly anti-war. He's not kind of anti-war mm-hmm. like Barack Obama. The war in Iraq was unwise. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? We know what that means now. That means that we better get ready for Afghanistan and for other wars because the Iraq war is just a waste of time. Yeah. So he's not It's anti- not that war is bad. It's that this one is, is bad. This, yeah, this particular war is bad. So your troops are never coming home, folks, ever 
ever, 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 ever. The troops are never coming yep. home. They're so. going to stay in their 130 countries all across the globe. We'll yeah. be spending $1 trillion a year on, on military budgets, and that's the way that's going to happen. Uh, get used to it. The military industrial congress owns your ass and and the and the, do. the uh, medical industrial complex owns your ass too unfortunately and as as our economy is collapsing from within and as people are losing their homes to eminent domain and as, as as all of these hundreds of millions of problems are going on you still talk to the stupid ass out there about voting and they say, well, you know, I think Ron Paul is the best candidate, but I'm not going to vote for him because he's got no chance to win. And then you really. Well, of course, he's not going to have but, a chance to but win. But you really got to scratch your head and you're going to say, well, what does that have anything to do with the idea of voting in it? Yeah. Even if we don't like this democratic system, isn't the idea of you're supposed to represent your vote with someone who you think you want to be in office? Mm-hmm. The best. Can- this is not sports. Everybody yeah. thinks it's sports. Yep. It's not American Idol. It's not about, oh, well, I just rather have my vote count. No, because that's we've been, not the point of voting. It's because we've been dumbed down so much that we, we're, we're so stupid that the only way that we can look at anything in life is good guy or bad guy. That's what it is. It's, it's, not, it's left or right. Yeah. It's up or down. And they don't understand the, the political uh, complexities that are involved with voting and, and that are involved with all the other stuff. So it's just it's, it's we're we're in such a place. We're in such a bad place mentally as a country that if, if we don't start waking people up and literally going out and literally talking to people at the freaking gas station. I mean, that's how bad, that's how bad we need to want it. Otherwise, we are screwed. You know, a small no number of people need to go out there and need to need to start talking to people at, at corner stores and the gas station and your local drug dealer on the corner about about stuff that's happening out there. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, the, the past, oh boy. mankind became stupider yep. at a frightening rate. <laughs> I would say definitely go out and check out that movie. Idiocracy is a very good movie. Everybody should watch it. Everybody should watch it as soon as possible, I would say, because it's it's interesting, to say the least. And I think it reflects of it's an exaggeration, of course, but it does reflect of what's going yes. on and what's going to happen. Oh, and, of man. course, that's that that we said about obesity raising up to 80 percent in 2030. But the one thing, too, to add on what you were saying there, Ben, is so many people as brainwashed as they are. Um, the other problem is that they're not being told so many things. So many things are omitted from our mainstream media. Absolutely. And so there was there was a story that came out. And, and like I was saying before, the thing that hits me the most and the thing that really gets me angry, the thing that probably angers me the most out of anything, any issue in America is... Are there things that make you angry? There certainly are. <laughs> and the, the thing that makes me the most angry uh, is the abuse of our troops. That really pisses me off to the point where Absolutely. I get enraged. Not only is the abuse, but the, the lack of care of them and just the the outright abuse. I don't know what are the words, but uh, David Crary out of AP wrote a story that was published in Yahoo as wars lengthen toll on military families mount. I'm not going to get into this article because you can you could probably guess what it's all about. But one excerpt just kind of gives you an idea of what is going on with these poor troops and their families in between their tours of duties that they have to keep going back to Iraq for. Yeah. Uh, even if they do get back, there are some examples of really horror stories, and I'll read a couple here that I think are significant that you just will never hear about on mainstream media anywhere. Uh, here we go. There have been some horrific incidents, shattering of families of soldiers back from the wars. A former Army paratrooper from Michigan charged with raping and beating his infant daughter. Christ a sergeant from Hawaii's <laughs> Army National Guard accused of killing his 14-year-old son as the boy tried to save his pregnant mother from a knife attack by the soldier. What? In one of the saddest cases, a recently divorced airman who served with distinction in Iraq chased 
his ex-wife out of military housing with a pistol in February before killing his two young children and himself at Oklahoma's Tinker Air Force Base. Tech Sergeant Dustin Thorson's, excuse me, Thorson's former wife had sought a protection order against him, saying he threatened to kill the children if she filed for divorce. Officials at Tinker, while confirming that Thorson's had been getting mental health care, would not say whether those problems related to his service in Iraq. Wow. So I mean, uh, I don't want to hear like that this. Crazy, I don't want to hear that this stuff just. This is what happens in wars. These tours of duties are longer than any in history in many cases, yeah. and all of these horrific incidents where men and women are losing their minds and they're killing their own families for Christ's sake, and yet you're not going to hear about that in the mainstream mm-hmm. media because that's hurting. That's putting the yeah. tr- lives of the troops in danger somehow. Whatever. Well, it's, yeah. you know, so, so many of these uh, stories get get really pushed back to the back of the paper, you know, where a lot sure. of people don't know and, and they're not on the quote unquote Rush Limbaugh's Sean Hannity's. And you can't uh, talk about them on the shows because they'll just kick you off the air. Exactly. But you know, this, this was posted by the Associate Press. Um, this is from today, I believe 22,000 veterans use suicide hotline. Uh, this is Washington, more than 22,000 veterans have sought help from a special suicide hotline in its first year, and 1,221 suicides have been averted, the government says. According to a recent wow. RAND wow. Corporation study, roughly one in five soldiers returning from Iraq and Afghanistan display symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, putting them at, the higher risk, uh, at a higher risk of suicide. Research at Portland State University found that uh, male veterans are twice as likely to commit suicide than men who are not veterans this month. Uh, former Army medic, uh, medic Joseph Dwyer, who was shown in Military Times photograph running through a battle zone carrying an Iraqi boy, died of an accidental overdose after struggling with post-traumatic stress disorder for almost five years. So they're saying wow. that this this 22,000 number is uh, almost double than what they're normally used to, um, and that 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 really just you know things like this are are getting are, are getting blown out of proportion because of the amount of of time that they're spending there and the amount of tours of duty that they're that the soldiers are spending in Iraq is incomprehensible. It's, it's a complete catastrophe. Yeah, we, and some, we're not just talking out of our asses. We've covered all the news since since you know for the last nine months about everything from the GI Bill, from the the suicide rates, all kinds of highs uh, from the Army recruiters, and then you know we've talked to veterans. We've talked to veterans about these subjects. So we're not just talking out of our own butts. Where you know this is coming from the veterans themselves and we're trying to do something about it but this is just what kills me because you see these damn stickers and these bumper stickers and these stupid magnets on people's cars support the troops but they don't even know what's going on they don't even have the first clue they don't even know what the uranium is what i'm saying so you know it it is what it is folks and i guess it's par for the course with this government and this this uh military industrial complex power segment is over already (laughs) oh you know what i'm gonna even do the power segment how how annoying it's great i was gonna lead off with the george bush sewage plant all you have to know is that the it's really being it's being considered, uh, Ben, in San Francisco. They might name a sewage plant after George Bush. That's this good. president he deserves it. He's the worst president in the history of this country, and maybe almost any country for that matter. He is awful. <laughs> but yes, maybe they'll name a sewage plant, not like an airport, you know, like Reagan. But um, all right, folks. Well, either way, it's it's been fun. It's been an interesting show. Obviously, it's a smell. It smells like a shit. It does, but it's a great clip. You might check it on CNN, and uh, you know, if it if it happens, I think it'd be great. But. Uh, it's not enough. I think yeah. we need to impeach this man and try him and his administration for war crimes. Yes, and then eventually, and then yeah, eventually the hangings. I, I don't know what else, uh, what other justice we could find. Just want to say really quick, um, you know, uh, on Thursday we're going to be having William Lewis on the show, so stay tuned for that. He's the uh, director of Washington. You're fired. All right, great. So for Ben, for Pyeth, I'm Tony. And uh, Thursday you'll be there with uh, that, that guest, and hopefully we'll have a great time. But uh, the sense in your government is as American as apple pie. I wanted to say that, so stay tuned. We'll talk to you Thursday. Pie, take it away.